one of their big hits, uh, released back in 1979. Uh, it's an it, it reached number 12 on the British Soul Singles, number 46 in the UK Singles chart. It wasn't a big one for them. But Earth, Wind & Fire, can't really go wrong. Welcome to the show if you've just joined us. Let's talk about an adventure down to the South Pole, no, I guess, Antarctica. Technically, it's not the South Pole. It's Antarctica. It's a huge place. And we're joined by adventurer, I can't call him anything else, Rian Munzer. How's it going, Rian? John, very good, man. We're very excited. I, I wish we had the budget to take the guys to the South Pole. And so, <laughs> um, thanks for mentioning that. I hope that, you know, the guys that are listening and paying for all this are thinking, shucks, add a zero to the budget. Yep, and then that can happen. Just to go to Antarctica must be amazing. But before we talk about that, let, let's talk about Rian Munzer, first of all. Um, what, your big claim to fame, I guess, is riding the whole of Africa. Why not? Circumnavigating uh, Africa on a bicycle, rowing around Madagascar, because uh, it's what we do. Uh, what is this new initiative you've got going here? Okay. You know, listen, everybody, I think, involves a career. I don't think you can be that that. That's that athlete. I think it's just when I was younger, obviously, it was easier for me to, you know, try and tick off those worlds first. Um, you know, I've, I've had an interesting um, last 20 years in my career. So I, I guess um, if people had to speak about me, they, they would find that the synonymity would be with um, adventure. I've always mm. felt that I can share this with a broader audience. You know, I've never known really where, you know, my influence is going to lie. I I felt that sometimes just the hot air around and um, saving the environment and for causes was sometimes hollow rhetoric, and I and I and I've been very critical of that in my career. But with this project now, John, I tell you, then and now I really get a chance for me to try and shape the minds of of young people, sort of along my way of thinking. That you know, I've I've gone in the last twenty years with the saying that there's an ocean between saying and doing, man, and and this um, trip to Antarctica is to find students that believe in actually doing something to save the environment, not becoming another activist. Okay, so, so it's all very well getting on Twitter and saying, please stop the, let, let, let's save the planet. Uh, it's different when you, you've got to get in a kayak or you've got to put on a, a jacket and some boots and then go and live it. No, for sure, man. What you're saying is, and you, you touch on things like Twitter. Twitter's a wonderful space. It's probably the space for, for sharing information, but we've all seen the mis misinformation that gets shared. But mm. yeah, you're right, man. We, we, we all do want to make a change. But if, if, if we sat around the dinner table, glass of wine in the hand, you know, I'd be always asking that uncomfortable question. So, so John, I know you want to save your town, wherever you live, you want to save and make it pretty. I live in a place called Betty's Bay, and people have challenged me. You know, John, I had this uncomfortable, it was, it was sort of a braai and friends over, and I spoke about our beach and, and in Betty's Bay, the, the salt I sometimes see on our beach, which is shocking. And then, you know, my friends challenged me and said, um, but what are you doing about it? You know, you, you're a braai, you're busy moaning about it. What are you doing about it? And then I decided to actually do. So you're right. Um, we don't need to just be posting on Twitter or Facebook about um, the Earth's degradation. Okay, so you're off to Antarctica with these matrix. How did you pick them, and what are you going to do? <laughs> with a lot of difficulty, man. There's a lot of, there's like 900,000 matrix in South Africa. John, we had the support of um, the Department of Basic Education. So Minister Motsef has got some incredible people in that department that got the message out. We had incredible entries. Um, we, we learned from last year that... Um, 
that we, that we have to make these guys make an effort. So the students that, that we want to take to Antarctica, it costs a heck of a lot of money to take each student. So mm-hmm. we want to make it difficult for them, make them jump through a few hoops. John, I'm sad to say and share with you, but um, us guys are the laziest creatures on the planet, man. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the girl students are just incredible. You know, you yeah. tell them, jump here, jump through that hoop, do another video, tell us why. We, we want to interrogate you telling us that um, Paul's um, river that flows through it is, um, is, is contaminated with it. Prove to us what you're saying, etc. And they would come back and do it. Boys didn't. So this year it changed. We only took one boy last year because of that um, incompetence, I guess. Um, and we, we got down to a top 100. We then took the top 100. We made them do an additional video. That video was just a gut feel thing. So... You know, John, we'd have the student, we'd have Annika standing in her, in her, in her home. We'd have Anao standing in her um, shack in Orange Farm and, and mm-hmm. telling us, you know, this is my world. This is where I come from. This is how I see the, the environment that's in trouble. And that makes it, it, it makes it dragging on your heartstrings. But in short, to answer your question, we took the, the, the final top 10 to Hood Father's Boss, which is a, uh, Cape Nature and Nature Reserve in, um, in, in the Western Cape. We took them there for a week. We got to know them well. We had them perform a couple of um, activities. We did some um, scientific water testing. We did some um, cleanups, etc. And then we had to make that decision of who the five were. And last Friday, we, we chose the five, John, and there, a, a couple of sad students that were on the other side of that decision. Are they all girls this time? <laughs> no, sure. I, I, I think I maybe framed that a little bit too harshly. It was just a big change this year. Um, yeah. We had incredible boys. What did we actually? You actually get me here, and then think Toiletti, um, Cole, and um, Keaton. Three boys and two girls. Wow. So no, the boys okay. did make uh, an appearance this year. Yeah, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful to see. It it is an area of the world that not many people get to see. It's 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 so remote. It's so difficult to get to. What are they going to do? At are they going to adventure? I see pictures of of bicycles in that kind of area. So what's what's the point once they get there? Yeah, listen, we we definitely wanted. I mean, we could take them possibly a few other exotic destinations. I mean, you know, if you again, I, I always say to people, if we're sitting around a dinner table, a glass of wine in the hand, we'd be chatting about exotic places on the planet and we'd we'd be calling bucket list places but you're right john come on you know how many people actually get down there we don't go to the peninsula we don't go where the cruise ships go we don't we, we, when i tell these students where they find themselves uh, that that afternoon when we land in nova lazarev sky a runway uh, a russian runway we you know we climb off and these guys are just blown away we've got a kilometer deep block of ice below us one kilometer deep. Now, come on. It's, it's just mind-boggling already. You suddenly feel the ice that you're standing on is as smooth as a baby's bottom. You look back and look at this massive evolution um, cargo carrier, and you say, no ways, man. How did this thing land here? You feel your face just squeezing and, and crimping because of the, 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 the wind, the wind chill. But, um, yeah, I, I think you're the nail on the head. Not many people get over there. Just to let you know, our thinking was very concise and precise when we were thinking of a destination. We wanted it to be sexy enough that it attracted attention, but also very relevant. If the ice melts in Antarctica, 
um, it goes without saying, you know, the world's in trouble. The earth is warming. We are, we are affecting um, climate change. Um, heat is one of those things. Um, and Antarctica suffers directly. So it's a great place to take them as well, topically. I guess the point as well, Rian, is you know, when you do your adventures, you come back and you do talks and, and people listen to you because you've experienced it. You want the same with these matriculants. You want them to come home and, and become speakers and, and community leaders and tell the story of what they're seeing down in what should be an ice pack but is now rocks. Yo, John, why aren't you interviewing me on um, <laughs> carte blanche, you know, with um, the president listening and everybody just um, from, from, ears from picking up mouth. because you're asking the right questions. Eh? Um, listen, um, you, no, man, you, you, you're absolutely right. I, I realized the value. Remember when I left on my bicycle trip, you know, it was 2003. I was um, 20 odd years old um, in my late 20s. And I, I, I know that I was naive, man. I, I was a guy that was just holding thumbs. Could I do this? But I didn't let anybody see that um, frailty or that weakness. And I, and I set off no matter what, the most dangerous places on the planet I went through. But um, coming back, then I helped um, in Madagascar. I told the students um, in Hrutvater's Boss this last week, you know, one of the embarrassing things is that I stood there chopping down, you know, an old, like, 300-year-old redwood with one of the Malagasy guys because I thought I was doing something good. You know, I don't know if it's white guilt that was driving because I was helping him and I felt so good. But I, I thought I was achieving something. Meantime, I was this ignorant human being that was taking down probably his family's livelihood for and helping wow. him take down that farming livelihood. So, yeah, you come back and you're able to talk about it. So I am, I, I speak with authority and I, I've grown with a little bit of confidence over the last few years, I guess. But um, it is exactly that. I want these students. And Ayaka Melatafa, one of the alumni from last year, she was one of the students who went with us. She comes from Western Cape, went to a school called COSAT, which is in Kailicha. She works for President Ramaphosa in his climate council. Um, she, and I, and I, when I've chatted to her, we've been on a little bit of a roadshow with her um, earlier this year, um, earlier last year. And, you know, I was saying, she, she, she battled, like any 18-year-old, with confidence sitting around a table with scientists from around the world, you know, in, these, in this council. And I said to her, you know, you're going to sit around that table. People are going to be talking about climate change. People are going to be waxing lyrical theori- theoretically. And I'm telling you now, at times, you're going to be the only person that actually has set foot in Antarctica. It is about experience, John. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, There's a lovely quote here from Thea Ernest. It gave me more of an understanding of my responsibility as a global citizen in relation to preventing climate change. Is that the the sole point of this? Let's let's try and save the planet one degree at a time. Sure. You know, Thea is a rock star, you know, a very soft spot for her because she has really, really, really blown me away. If people just want to follow her... um, and just see what young minds are doing. I, I think you may have. I don't know if that quote is something on one of her Instagram or no, um, social your, media pages. Yeah, um, listen, Thea's incredible. You know, she's just an example of what we're trying to achieve. We, we're not going to do it just overnight. We, we, have, we task each of these students to understand that they become part of alumni that needs to look after each other. They sort of come into... It's not my stable, it's my team, me and my team's stable, but then of course I have influence on the way we think. And mm. I don't like excuses. I don't like people telling me, hey man, you know, what are we going to do? Um, you know, should we just hand out a few mops to keep um, cleaning up the spill? 
or are we going to actually all aim to close that tap? And I'm trying to get these students to understand we need to close the tap. If it's on plastic, if it's on um, CO2 emissions, etc., we need to close the taps. If we close the taps, we're okay. Then we start. Then we can hand out more mops. But um, Thea is one of those special students. It's um, it's an awakening in an 18-year-old's mind who, you know, when we were all 18, we also knew everything. So um, it's no different. You know, today they probably know more than we did. But the point is, John, you, you, you again, man, it's just what you read there in Thea is a maturity yeah. that you probably wouldn't have seen right. in another 18-year-old. I want to talk about the logistics. We're running out of time. I want to talk the logistics about getting to Antarctica. It's COVID. The last thing you want to do is take COVID down to Antarctica and infect just about every scientist down there. So how is the trip going to be handled? How are you going to get there? And how do you get back? Yeah, COVID is a concern. We comply with the Polar Foundation's guidelines. New guidelines come out this coming week. Um, so we just holding on, you know, on the edge of our seat string, our fingernails to... Um, to, to the core, we, we, we're nervous, man. Um, we, we, we absolutely don't um, uh, cut corners. We uh, COVID test um, as if uh, you were, you were um, in isolation. We, we Last year, we had the students in isolation for nine days, locked mm-hmm. in their hotel rooms. So um, COVID testing the week, the day before they actually flew down, COVID test the day that they arrived, COVID test during the week, COVID test the 24 hours before we leave and all PCR tests. So to answer that question, imagine the, the most stringent COVID testing. That is us. So we, we do that, of course. And um, we're on the flights that bring a lot of the, 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 the Russian and the Indian um, scientists back, also from also the Norwegian, um, oh, forgive me, the, the Belgian um, scientists. So, um, yeah, we definitely cover the, the, the COVID um, responsibilities. Sure. Okay, it sounds like a wonderful adventure. Uh, where do we find out more? At the Matrix in Antarctica website? Yeah, please. When and guys, you know, Google's your best friend. Yeah, and just, you know, just, I don't know if you, if you remember just Rian's name, you know, just Google Rian Manson, and then that should probably be the last thing. But Matrix, so we know those are our senior students. We call them Matrix in South Africa, and it's just Matrix in Antarctica, M-I-A. Um, and then also, please send us messages and questions. We absolutely are looking for inspiration. We know South Africans have great ideas. There's people sitting there listening now that know um, what a trip like this can do for young people. John, man, please, if the guys can give us the craziest um, um, criticism, we, we're so open to it. We want to make this an incredible world-class project that the world sits up and takes notice of. Yeah, wish I was back at school again. Real man, so thanks very much for joining us. <laughs> Their website again, matrixinantarctica.co.za. So I'll say that again, www.matrixinantarctica.co.za. All the details are there. There's some pictures. And as you heard Rian say, please contact them. There's a little contact us button right down at the end as well.